Welcome to the Rethinking Humanity podcast, where we dive deeper into what makes us human and what causes us to thrive. I'm Lacey Delane, and I am so happy to be with you on this episode 53. It is our deep need for autonomy. Uh, It is 2.30 Eastern time in Atlanta, where I have just moved from. It is about 8.30 here in Spain, and I am super excited to be settled enough now to bring some content to you guys here um, through the podcast channel. So yay! If you have uh, been following us through the Substack, which is at www.rethinkinghumanity.us, you will note that I just recently um, wrote a blog post talking about our first couple weeks in Spain. So if you have not checked that out, please feel free to check it out. I do plan to write some more um, as I am here in Spain sharing about um, our adventures and all the changes and all the fun and all the not so fun parts of living in another country. So today we're going to talk a little bit about our deep need for autonomy. I have seen this as a common thread in multiple books that I'm reading right now. So I wanted to share that with you guys. And also we're going to be joined by my amazing partner, Mo, and we're going to talk a little bit about our crazy trip to get over here to Spain from the US. It was, it was insane. Like it was at every turn full of challenges and unexpected twists um, that were difficult. And by the time we got to Sevilla, which is where we crashed once we got to Spain, we were so ready for a night in. So I'm excited to share that with you um, and also to share a little bit about what I've been reading. Um, and been seeing from 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 a couple of other authors. Also want to say um, Sonia is not with us today and I'm not sure when she will be with us again. Unfortunately, um, she's going through some challenging circumstances um, and we're not sure at what point she's going to be able to return. What does that mean for us? Well, it means that We're going to keep doing the podcast um, and we're going to do some episodes where it's just me, kind of like today. Maybe whenever it's just me, it's me and Mo sometimes talking about um, our adventures. And also I'm going to do a couple of episodes um, with Richard, who we did the episode on um, Civilized to Death with. He's going to do some episodes with us. Um, and then I'm also going to reach for um, interviews and booking folks who we would enjoy learning from and hearing from uh, about what they're what they're talking about, what they're um, writing about, what they're uh, what messages they're sending out and kind of what they're seeing that fits into the theme of of the podcast. So that's kind of the the um, plan for now. And um I may be doing some other things. Things are in the works at this point. But I appreciate all of you um, being patient with me as we got settled here. Um, It is definitely different. And that is what I was hoping for. As many of you know who've been listening to this podcast for a while, 
Um, I wanted that. I wanted a different lifestyle and a, a cheaper lifestyle and a walkable lifestyle. And we have definitely found that here and we're super excited about it. So yeah, you'll be hearing more and more about that. So before I bring in Mo, I want to talk a little bit about the books that I've been reading recently and the theme of our deep need for autonomy. So first, I want to start with Dr. Gabor Mate's new book. It's called The Myth of Normal. I'm actually reading it on my Kindle, um, and I'm really, really blown away by what he's written. I feel like his book is exactly in line with what we say on this podcast, the things that we discuss on this podcast. Um, I feel like there's a lot in the book um, that... I've thought about or said even in the past and it's so wonderful to hear a professional write about it and talk about it and be so open about it. Um, A lot of what his book is about touches on how trauma plays a role in our development as children and, and humans and adults. But he takes that theme and his experience as a doctor, medical doctor, um, and weaves it all together to show us how the way that we're living as a society is really not not healthy for us. It's not helpful. Um, It's not what we need as human beings. Um, And so it's a 500-page book. I'm I'm about 200 pages in. And I'm just, I've been blown away at every turn um, with the book. So I highly recommend it. If you're a fan of our podcast, um, I definitely think you would enjoy this book. Um, He, I'm thinking of reaching out just to see if he would be willing to come on the podcast. I know he was doing a major book tour um, for this before it came out. I'm pretty sure it came out in September. So it's brand new. Um... But it's uh, definitely one that, like I said, I recommend. And the main theme throughout all of it is how much we have been robbed of our ability to live uh, as an autonomous being from the way that our society is structured and as a result of the way that our society is structured, the way that we're raised by our parents. Um, And he is very careful not to lay blame on parents specifically or parent shaming or blaming uh, because it's really has a lot more to do with the way that the society is set up than it does the individual parents intentions with the best of intentions. He even says of himself, his parenting skills were, uh, subpar. He also himself talks about causing his son trauma and pain because of not understanding the things um, that kids really need, uh, babies, infants really need, um, and, and humans really need. And that was as a result of our environment. One thing that struck me really, really um, close to home was when I first started reading the book, um, the very first quote in the book, before in the first chapter, is from Fromm. Um, I was like, 
Wow, this is amazing. I actually have it here. I'm going to see if I can get to the get to the quote from him. I'm pretty sure it's a quote we've talked about before um, on the podcast. It felt very uh, affirming for to hear uh, to see that his first chapter was one with a from quote. I was blown away by it. All right. Where are we? Hang on. I'm almost there. Here we are. Okay. This is um, introduction. Why normal is a myth and why it matters. The fact that millions of people, this is the from quote, the fact that millions of people share the same vices does not make these vices virtues. The fact that they share so many errors does not make the errors to be truths. And the fact that millions of people share the same forms of mental pathology does not make those people sane. Eric Fromm, The Sane Society, which is the book that we've been talking about um, uh, in this second season, um, you know, with, with Sonia, the last episode we had with Sonia, um, we were talking about uh, Fromm's writings from The Sane Society. So... Highly, highly recommend it. I think it's a perfect quote for his book because, again, it is 100%, um, you know, presenting how toxic our culture is from super, from from several different perspectives. Um, so wonderful. Definitely highly recommend it. Again, the, the underlying theme is we don't have the ability to be autonomous. And then this morning, I actually, um, it was raining really hard this morning. Um, I wasn't, I didn't do go to school today and it was just a perfect day to just sit and read. And so I was sitting and reading and I picked up um, a book called On Becoming a Person. It's by Carl Rogers. I've told Sonia previously that uh, this guy... Carl Rogers, his writing is like right up there for me with Eric Fromm. His writing is incredible. If you may or may not be aware, but um, Carl Rogers is the one who became, um, he, he came up with the um, client-centered therapy. Uh, it says that he was, he's fr from 1902 to 1987, he was one of the most influential psychologists in American history um, and was definitely had a different approach to than the behavioral approach, the behavioral psychological approach. If you hear, um, if y'all hear those motorcycles right now, that's one thing that, um, that we hear in Spain that we didn't hear in the U.S., uh, loud motorcycles. Anyway, so uh, Carl Rogers Excellent, excellent. And uh, the way he approaches his therapy or his um, clients is very similar um, to, I think, how if Dr. Gabor Monte was a therapist, he would approach his based on his writing, which is to see them as a whole person and to help them come to a place where they know themselves, they see themselves, they accept themselves. Um, this, the chapter that I read today, 
out of this book was to be the the to be the self that one truly is. And so he talks about what is a pattern that he's seen with his clients over time and how do they grow and what is it that they want. And at the end of the day, what it boils down to is them coming to a place of autonomy. But I'll read you the, the little titles um, of the things that he's taken away as over his years of being a therapist about what clients grow towards when they work with him. So grow towards in a way. So one of them is they grow away from facades, away from faking. They grow away from oughts and shoulds. They grow away from trying to meet other people's expectations. They grow away from pleasing others. They grow toward self-direction. They grow toward being and being a process. I thought this was an interesting one. Um, he says the second observation is difficult to make because we do not have good words for it. Clients seem to move toward more openly being a process, being a fluidity, a changing. They are not disturbed to find that they are not the same from day to day. They do not always hold the same feelings toward a given experience or person, that they are not always consistent. They are in flux and seem more content to continue in this in flowing in this current. So I really love this because it really connects to from um, being on being to have or to be. If you haven't heard any of our first season episodes, check those out because they're about to have or to be Eric Fromm's, one of Eric Fromm's books. And he talks about how important it is just to be. So I like that um, Rogers is saying as folks grow in therapy, they grow to this place of accepting who they are and being. Also toward being complexity, knowing that we are complex beings and accepting that being okay with it. Toward openness to experience, toward acceptance of others, toward trust of self. So um, I just really felt that same theme of the autonomy, the need for autonomy um, in this. And I think it also ties to why um, I've decided to move to Spain as well, because what I really wanted, what I do want, especially after having read as much as I have of Frome and, you know, Carl Rogers and folks who are writing on these same type of themes, um, I really want to live in a way in which I can be as autonomous as possible. Um, I really want to live in a way that um, I can function from the being mode of existence as much as possible. And part of being able to do that is having the time and the space to do it. If we're so busy working, if we're so busy running around, doing all these things, there's no time or space to be. Um, and if our lives are dominated by things outside of us, i.e. our job, if our schedules are dominated by things that are not, that are external to us, um, you know, that's not 
living in a place or a space of autonomy. Um, I was listening to a book by Rollo May, who my old therapist really, really liked and recommended. Um, and it was it's called uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And this was another, the autonomy theme was in it as well, um, talking about uh, how much anxiety, like what anxiety is and how anxiety, the root of anxiety is us not being able to be autonomous, basically. When we are in a place in a space where we can't be who we really want to be, we can't do what we really want to do. Our values don't match our day-to-day life, our day-to-day decisions, our day-to-day living. That's where the anxiety starts to come in. And then, you know, I bounce back to Dr. Gabor Mate's book where he talks about this is actually the root of all uh, sickness and disease. Um, Addiction is unresolved. The root of addiction is unresolved trauma. Um, and these sicknesses and the diseases in his book, he talks about the studies that they've done that show that the link, the common link is that it's to unresolved trauma, stress, and anxiety. So the autonomy element is huge. And then if we go to Christopher Ryan and how he's written about, um, hunter gatherer societies and how we lived before the onset of agriculture, uh, we lived in hunter-gatherer groups, actually. Uh, Dr. Gabor Mate touches on this as well. We had a lot more community, and there wasn't something outside of us that was driving us to do something every day. It was us as a group of people together taking care of each other. That was the main goal. That was the main thing. And there was no reason to suppress or deny or reject our instincts, our needs, but with the pace of life, with the priorities that we have in our capitalistic system, those things do have to be ignored and they do fall by the wayside um, to, to the rhythm of the machine, to the needs of the machine. And so it's fascinating to me how this is all kind of overlapping, coming together Um, and yes, I, I also have started reading a book by Maria Montessori. Um, and it's incredible to me too. I believe the book that she wrote came out in the fifties. Again, it's the same theme. Maria Montessori was the Italian woman who came up with the Montessori, um, teaching and learning method. And um, it's something that I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that I'm very interested in. Again, um, the autonomy of the child, self, uh, the child being self-directed, the child um, taking their interest and letting that be a springboard for their learning. All of those things um, are part of the Montessori method. So it's incredible to me how this all overlaps. Um, and part of me being in, in Spain has been wanting to have more time for myself, more time for autonomy, more time to hear myself, to know myself, to grow, more time to heal, to journal, to read, to 
grow in areas of my life personally that I have not been able to. Um, and to work less. And this opportunity working here in the public schools in Spain was an opportunity of working less, 12 hours a week. Also, I have lived previously in Spanish-speaking countries, so I already speak Spanish. So it's somewhat familiar to me. Um, and I do feel like I'm very happy with the decision at this point. Um, it's definitely been a challenge. Anytime you move into move to another country, it's definitely a challenge. Um, but I'm super happy about it. And uh, it's a process, right? It's a process of learning and growth. So on that note, I want to share with you, with Mo, a little bit about our crazy trip here. Um, you know, we, we both wanted this you know, deep, we both have this deep need for autonomy, awareness of our deep need for autonomy and the time. And so that's part of why, obviously, we both decided to come um, here to Spain. So, um, yeah, I want to tell you, I want us to tell you the story. Let me grab him. and He can join us. Here he comes. <laughs> Hey, baby. Hello, hello. All right, everybody. This is Mo. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right. Well, um, yes, we just want to share. I wanted to share with everyone. Okay. Our crazy um, trip from the States oh, to yes. here to Spain. <laughs> it was crazy. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Where to start? Where to start? <laughs> well, we can start um, by this pre-scheduled Uber. Yes. That we <laughs> we scheduled. Oh man. We had a our flight was at seven thirty. Yes. In the morning, we wanted to fly in the daytime instead of overnight. So we had to leave early. We had a layover at JFK. Our flight from Atlanta was seven thirty a.m. Mm -hmm. And then we were flying from JFK to London to land at ten thirty p.m. So we had a pre-scheduled Uber. Yes. For like what, three thirty? Yeah, four thirty. No, it was probably like four thirty. Four thirty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which we had. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah ahead. Uh, well, pretty much like the scheduled Uber. Come to find that it was like a hatchback or something like that. Right. right. And now uh, us and all of our belongings, uh, we're. We're not gonna fit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely weren't gonna fit all of our um, belonging into the hatchback. So we decided um, pretty much, all right, we need to, we need another solution ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. At that point, we canceled. Actually, I think I called the guy first. But anyway, yes. we ended up canceling it. And then I was like, no worries. We'll just get another Uber. Right. But yeah, that, that didn't happen because it was like 5 a.m. 4.30 in the morning. So apparently Uber's... Um, doesn't run at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> or there just wasn't any yeah, Ubers that. at that time. I was like, oh, man, out of luck. I was like, sure. oh, shit, what are we going to do now? <laughs> uh, I was like, babe, what do we do? What do we do? Right, right. So uh, we pretty much ended up, like, trying a couple of taxis, right? That's true. You yeah. said, let's, let's, let's call a taxi. Let's, let's, let's try taxis out and see what happens. Uh -huh. And um, 
that didn't work out either. We're like, well, we can be there in 45 minutes. Right. We're like, oh, like, shit. Uh, no, we, no, we're no. on the time crunch right now. Like, so we really didn't have any time to spare. So mm-hmm. the taxi wouldn't have worked out anyways. No, but then you said something about Lyft. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and try Lyft. <laughs> yeah. And, um. Yeah, we we uh download you. I think you didn't even have an app on your phone, so you ended up downloading Lyft, mm-hmm. and then we yeah. uh, what happened at Lyft? We couldn't find a driver. Or no, something? we did. That's who. Ah. That's how we ended up getting yes. to the airport. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up getting somebody from Lyft. You called the cabs. Yeah, like yes. I was minutes. I was calling the cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all at four thirty in the morning after we had not slept at all. <laughs> Zero the night sleep. before because <laughs> packing and everything. But anyway. So a lift was available. We got the extra large because we realized, oh, we need to make sure because yes. Mo had a bag that was like 70 pounds. And I two I had two bags that were <laughs> over 50 pounds each. <laughs> oh, moving, moving. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. so this guy shows up with X, X, XL, you know, whatever. Big, suburban. Suburban, yeah. right. And it was perfect. And so then we were like, oh, we get in the car. We're like, okay, perfect. All right, we're on our way. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> until, and then it happened. <laughs> until 7585 was shut down. Yes, completely shut down. <laughs> oh, yes. It was a, a car, a car accident. It was a wreck in yeah. front of us. Like, literally, we're go, everything is going smooth all of a sudden. Everything is like stopping, literally. <laughs> I, I remember looking at Mo and I was like, oh shit, we might not be on an airplane to Spain today. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this might not happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, um, literally. And then it's like, I was like, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. But we lucked out pretty much. We lucked the, out. With the Lyft driver, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, it turned out that he uh, did airport routes on the regular, like he used to. Yeah. So we were we were lucky with that one actually. He did airport routes on the regular, and we, I guess the the traffic hadn't backed up enough to put us in a place where we couldn't get off of this one exit. Right, right. So we were close enough to the airport to he could get off this exit, and he knew exactly how to get to the airport from that exit. So we were like, oh my god, and also like you know, silver lining why the the Uber thing didn't work out. We needed that guy. Yeah, that know? guy like he came in clutch for us for sure. Now that Uber or that Lyft did cost us one hundred and fifty dollars yes. <laughs> <laughs> from Midtown to the airport. Ooh, not fun. <laughs> but anyway, we got to the airport on time. Oh man. Yeah, so that was that was kind of crazy, and we did take a selfie with that guy because he was he was clutch. Yes, yeah. You uh, still have the selfie. I do. I you do. have I, to post. I need to do that. Yes. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Then, of course, we had our big bags, which we finalized our packing the night before, as probably everybody does. Maybe not. Maybe everybody doesn't do that. (laughs) But we didn't weigh them before we left. So, yeah. uh, Once we checked in, we had overweight bags. Yes. In Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yeah. About $300 worth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We hadn't even, we haven't even, like, it wasn't even, like, 5 a.m. and we already had spent four fifty. Yeah, literally. Uh, like, that's crazy. Yeah. But we knew that that was probably going to happen. Meaning, we knew there was going to be unexpected expenses. So. Well, it's like we're moving our whole life from the States to Spain. So, like, it's kind of expected. 
yes. the overweight bag and the two extra luggages that were overweight as well. Right. Oh, and it wasn't, you're right. It wasn't just overweight. Right. It was also an extra bag. Yeah. Because we were only allowed to check one bag each. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is when we got the um, overweight bag fees in Spain, well, from London to Spain, it was only half that. Yeah. <laughs> because things are cheaper here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The flight um, to New York City was smooth. Everything, you know, we landed, we got to our gate in time to get to the American Airlines flight to London. The flight to London was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like the New York airport was so smooth, like they had people directing us. Yes. Through like tunnels and bus shuttles. Yes. It was pretty cool. Like That was cool. Yeah. 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 So everything went super smooth in New York. Even the flight um, to London too, like you yes. said, it was, it was pretty chill, laid back. Yes. Plenty of room. Lots of room, <laughs> and we uh, we also painted on the flight, and yes. I'm gonna post that as a bonus content uh, for people to show you what what we painted or what I painted on the flight. So. Well, you could show them mine too. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. Cool. That'd be fun. Donation. Donation to the podcast. We're so lucky. Yay. <laughs> Uh, we got to London. It was ten thirty p.m. ish. Yeah, yeah. Which we knew we love sleep, so we knew when we landed we were gonna want to yeah. sleep. Period. No matter what time it was. We needed that for sure. We totally did. But uh, that was kind of a rocky. Yeah, rocky. Heathrow London was was pretty uh pretty rocky. <laughs> I hate London at this point. Yeah, and Lacey doesn't like London because of that encounter. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not a bad. fan. I'm not yeah. a fan. Yeah, it was not fun. Yeah. Well, we had gotten a, a hotel room at that was supposed to be in one of the terminals. In the terminal, yeah. <laughs> like our mindset is like, all right, we're gonna be good because we got a hotel in the terminal. In the terminal. So it'll be quick, easy. Sure. Get off the plane, grab our luggage, go to the hotel, and go to sleep. But yeah, <laughs> did not happen that way. No, no, no. And even though they speak English there, woo, everything is so different. It was freaking cold. I hate yeah. cold. <laughs> it was cold and like rainy, a little bit, like a little bit gooey. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. were excited to Spain. Woohoo! Tank tops. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was cold. Well, apparently we had what we had. To, this place was actually not in the terminal. It was no. like this old apartment building that they converted into a hotel. Yes. It was on the other side of the parking lot at one of the terminals. So it wasn't in the terminal. It was at the terminal. It was a ride, like away from like the the airport. Actually, we had to go to the parking lot. Yeah. Get in this automated little machine yeah. bubble thing. Yeah, like, electric. Electric, um, some kind of electric vehicle automated that takes you from, like, um, takes you from the train, from the train, is that a train no, station? No, no, from the airport. From the, from the airport itself, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right, because we got on the elevator and went up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes you from the airport to the hotel, but it really does not take you to the hotel. It no, takes no. you to a parking lot. That's dark. <laughs> That's dark. Not well lit. <laughs> you have to figure the rest out by yourself. Oh my god! There's one sign that says, "Here's the this old London poorly Hotel." Lit. Yeah, yeah, terribly poorly lit. lit. Like, and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, it's eleven o'clock, eleven thirty. It's shady as fuck. I'm like, do we really want to stay no, in this like, hotel? No, like, Lacey, I, you, were, you were prepared to go back to check out the other hotel. There was the actually one inside. I yeah. was. I was like, let's go to that. <laughs> oh, 
that oh wasn't God. even the worst part. Like the worst part was trying to get in touch with the guys on the phone. Yes. Yeah, like and he's like, Yeah, I'm not I can't check your reservation because I'm not at a computer right now. <laughs> like, well, why are you answering the phone if you're not at the computer? Because you know people are gonna ask you for to check their reservation. Right, right. Yeah. So, so that was on the little speaker phone on the outside of the gate yeah. where you pressed a buzz to, for them to let you in. Yeah. So it was like, and it was on the other side of a parking lot and the, the like walkway to this gate was like blocked by somebody who parked in the parking lot right in front of the <laughs> gate. And we have these three huge book bags, not book bags, but suitcases. suitcases. Yeah. I wanted to say maletas in Spanish. And a heavy book bag and, yeah. and a carry-on. And we're like, dude. And then I was like, can you please check for our reservation? Because I don't want to lug all this shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, no, I'll check when you get here. Like, yeah, like, Jesus. yeah, I, I'm, I'm not about the computer right now. I'll check when you get here. Right, right. And yeah, now, like, this place looked like um, um, just, like, a freaking jail cell or something <laughs> like that. If they got to buzz your ear through, like, the metal yes. gates. <laughs> yeah, it was like a barbed wire fencing yes. at the top. It's like, uh, I feel like we're going into something sketchy right now. And you can probably imagine yeah. what the inside was like. Yeah. Not that great either. <laughs> tiny little shower, tiny room. And of course, we're like, okay, well, maybe there'll be food when we get there. Yes. So we can yeah. eat. By the way, guys, we hadn't eaten all day. Only the little thing that they gave us on the plane. Yeah. And we get there, and the restaurant is closed, and the snack bar yeah, is closed. closed. Yeah. And we're like, shit. <laughs> we're like, we'll go grab something from the snack bar. Like, nah, that's closed, too. But you can um Uber food or... I Uber think, Eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could do Uber Eats or something like that. Yeah. And that didn't even go smooth, either. That like. was not good food. <laughs> and the guy ended up calling us and saying, can you tell me how to get there? Because I think you're <laughs> in the airport and at the terminal, but I don't know. I'm like... No, I can't tell you how to get here. We don't know. We just, we're, just, we're flying in here. We're laying over. It was a layover. Like, yeah. yeah. It was. Oh, and then we asked the guys at the front desk, what time do we need? How early do we need to be at the airport? Because our morning flight was like at 9 a.m. Right. They were like, I'm sorry, but I'm not able to tell you any answer to that question. Yeah. He said it was because of like... um what did he say? Liability. Liability. So if if we miss our flight, he's not he wouldn't be liable. It's like, dude, but just give us a time. Like we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna sue the hotel for missing our flight, or just like give us a time frame because we we're, we're new here. We, we don't, don't know. we don't know anything about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just trying to make it at this point because we're tired, yeah. jet lagged, hungry as fuck. You know all these things. So anyway, and when we got in there, not one person, there was like four people behind the desk and we had all these bags. Nobody's came, like, can we help? None of that. Nah, I was like, we dude. Dragging all this shit. We were tired, <laughs> tired, hungry. <laughs> bags falling, like suitcase falling over and they're just standing there looking. I'm like, oh man. Right, right, right. <laughs> and of course, Mo is like super calm and patient. And yeah. I, I was too, but he's more than I am, if you believe that. 
So I was like, okay, I'm super done at this point. Yeah. Uh, we did, we slept a little while. We did. We but did. Uh, we were like, how early do we get up to go to the airport? We don't know. So I think we got up at like 6 or something. Yeah, we got up like around 6 to head to the airport. Because we weren't sure about the pod, the electric pod thing to go back either. So it's just true to be ahead. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. got up um, early and haul all our um shit <laughs> overweight god, <laughs> so god. early in the morning pre-breakfast pre and little <laughs> sleep and all jet lag i mean it was crazy uh let's see then we flew on iberia on the and our bags again were overweight oh and yeah they were so overweight <laughs> that they were actually illegal yeah, yeah so we actually had to take shit out yeah so it, <laughs> it was it was illegal for the workers to pick to lift bags that heavy like yes, literally yes. just like this is a uh, against the against the um the law for our employees <laughs> <laughs> to pick up your hundred pound bags not quite a hundred yeah not yeah. quite yeah um they're like wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so we had to take shit out we had to throw a, away a couple things yeah rest in peace massage gun we'll massage miss you. gun brand new in the box yeah really sad. <laughs> and then we took the blanket out and i carried the blanket around my neck because i was yeah. like there's no way in hell i'm letting this blanket go <laughs> like, i'm so glad still now that we got yeah, the blanket yeah. yeah and what did we do with like for your suitcase we took some of the stuff and where for both suitcases we put more shit into the heavy carry-on, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> made, it, yeah. made it even heavier. For us. Oh, this bag. <laughs> I haven't even wanted to touch that book bag since we've been back. Cause I'm, since we've been here, because I'm like... It reminds me of how heavy they were when we were traveling. Oh, God. Oh, they were incredibly heavy. It is really, really hard, guys, to whittle down and just bring a little bit of shit. I thought I would be good at it. Oh, no. It's hard. It's really hard. Uh, anyway, when we got to Madrid, we couldn't find our bags on the conveyor belt. Yeah. There were two different numbered conveyor belts that were saying that's where our butt bags were. Mm-hmm. We we're like, where the hell are our bags? So then we went to customer service. Right. <laughs> we took forever. Yes. It's like long line. And so like we, every time you look on the board, it's like, all right, the flight from Heathrow, London, your baggage is on. For example, like one and three or something. Right. Like go to baggage claim one and three to find your... Well, we went there like five... Multiple times. More than five times at least. Yeah. Just to double check. Maybe uh, it's coming back out. Nope. And... um. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So then we got to the front of the line. And mind you, all this is all in Spanish, right? Because we're in Spain now. We're in Madrid. Mm -hmm. And I'm using my Spanish to ask about what's going on and whatever. And the lady was like, oh, it's on conveyor belt number 10, you know, baggage claim number 10. And I was like, number 10? Like, where did that <laughs> come from? You know? So thankfully we got, but it, we were super delayed getting yes. our bags. Yes. And that made us late for our train to Sevilla. <laughs> so we got to the Renfe station, which was a challenge in itself. Yes. Trying to figure out where that was and get there. And we got there and they were like, oh, you missed your train. So um, we'll refund you your money for the one that you missed. And it's going to be $300. Mm-hmm. 
for you to get here <laughs> on the next train to Sevilla, which we were going to stay in Sevilla that night. Right. And where we were, we were moving to where we are now is like less than an hour, about an hour from Sevilla. So right. we we're like going to be able to sleep and breathe in Sevilla. So we we're like, you, we will just fucking pay the $300. <laughs> just get us, go. get us there. And all this time we haven't ate. All this time we still haven't ate, by <laughs> the way. Mind ate. you. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Ugh. Gosh. So, of course, we're um, lugging around all these bags. And when we got our tickets for the Renfe train, we had to go through security before we got on the train. Mm-hmm. And Mo's bag was like on its last leg, even yeah. though it was brand new. From <laughs> <laughs> the brink of like the, t- the wheels barely hanging on for dear life. Because it was so heavy. It was heavy. <laughs> the wheels saved in. Oh my god. I was like, oh, it's a it's a hard shell suitcase. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> nah, not at all. Not no, at no. All. So we were going through security and I was helping get the bags off the security conveyor belt thing at, at the train station. Yes, in Sevilla. In Se- no, no, in Madrid. Because we were on our way. Oh yes, yes. That yeah. was Madrid. Yeah. yeah. And then I pulled it off and it fell right <laughs> on the wheel that was like bent to the side and broke the wheel <laughs> off so now we have a three-wheel suitcase that's, that's like 70, 70 pounds, pounds. <laughs> that's going everywhere like as, as you push it like it, it has we have to balance it on three wheels pretty much it's we like, is a strong word we is a strong i had to balance <laughs> it on three i didn't do that i was he saved me from that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, wow. I mean, I, and you, you can imagine how tired we were at this point. Yeah. And I'm telling you, two more things happened, which we're going to tell you. If anything else happened, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> Mo knows I was there. I was yes. like, this, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, also, we thought there was going to be a meal on that train. Yeah. No meal on no, that meal, train. Just snack. Yep. Just a snack. I was some, like, oh no. Some like, Roasted peanut or something? Or oh, what was super it? simple. It yeah, was like yeah. super simple. Like, this is not it. <sighs> yeah. We were going to get food, but then we were like, we don't know for sure. We're going to have time. And yeah. Oof, yeah. it was terrible. Oh, and then also they're, oh, they have these things in Spain. Yeah. They're like the moving sidewalks in the Atlanta airport, yes. but they're ramps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's how you got, we got down to the train to go to, to Sevilla. Right. Well, we had our bags on that, and I dropped. <laughs> yes. Somehow mine fell. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Mo's like super awesome man, and he's like, don't worry, I'll get it. You were in front of me. I yeah, think. yeah. And then, so you, you got, you picked the shit up when we got to the bottom. Right, right. But then somehow. Something happened in that, <laughs> like, I let go one of it, or. I don't know what happened. Something happened in this, like, we blocked the walkway for a yeah, second. Yeah, a suitcase dropped. One of the suitcases fell dropped. Or fell or something. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. Yeah. And it almost, like, cut this woman's foot that yeah. was behind us. Although yeah. she was being kind of a bitch because <laughs> she just, like, didn't even give space or wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry. Right. Everybody was in yeah. a hurry to go around. Nobody wanted to help us. We were like, like no, wow. no, No excuse me or anything. Yeah. She just like, ah, inconvenience. Yeah, like <laughs> these poor paupers with their 18 million suitcases. Get out of my way. <laughs> we're like, oh, man. Uh, so anyway and you don't like madrid either because i of am that. not no, no. we didn't like madrid before but i yeah definitely, <laughs> sheesh, i 
don't want to go to Madrid. So L- London and Madrid is on your bad list. <laughs> yes, that's right. No thanks, no thanks. Uh, then we got on the train, and we... Uh, thankfully we asked where we needed to put our luggage first, yeah, yeah. but the guy asked us to move it once we put it on the train. I was like, I'm, I'm absolutely finished. I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Why? <laughs> it was from like the entry part of the luggage area storage to the other part. Like, right. I guess he just wanted to make room for yeah. everybody else when they came in to easily put their luggage right by the door instead right. of over yeah. near the entry to the where we were sitting anyway right. i was like and mo was like he could totally tell yeah i was like yeah i, I get it from here yeah he, <laughs> I, I was like i'm just gonna sit down yeah. and then we got to sevilla yeah and life brightened up a little yeah. bit sevilla sevilla was like a, a breath of fresh air for sure yeah well at the at the um Oh yeah, at the, the bus station. Strike. Yeah, the bus station. There was a little bit of uh, what the hell is going on? Because there yeah. was a taxi strike there when was. we got when we got there. So there was no no taxis, and we hadn't we haven't figured out if Uber worked or not. Right. So we just did not know. So we we we're at the bus station for a little while. It was a li- it was probably an hour that uh, we waited yeah. because somebody finally said that the well guy I think is what it's called the to, the strike would end at eight or something yeah yeah and i think we got there at seven yeah something like that so we waited and anyway we did end up getting a taxi and then we got to our hotel and it was like the hotel was fantastic i mean so fantastic here's how fantastic it was they gave us a ticket for a free champagne it's like we deserve this like oh my god oh and also the guy upgraded our room yes that was so nice like he saw that we had 14,000 bags <laughs> and he was like, you guys have a small room here. Yeah, and he yeah. upgraded it to a family room. And so we had a bigger room and a on the really, first floor, the which first... was like freaking amazing. Yes. And we got a really good shower and then we went and had a really good meal. We had like three main course, main dishes yes. and a couple of beers for 20 euros. For 20, yeah. We were like, this is why we're here. But it was pretty awesome. Like, cause we couldn't pay for some reason. And uh, we had to go to the to the ATM. Yes. And then I was trying to leave my ID with the bar people. And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry about it. Just go to the ATM and come, come back. back. Yeah. Which was like on the other side of the street. Like we were gone. <laughs> yeah, it was a 10 minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if we were those kind of people, we would have been gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have. Not that we would have. Yeah. Because yeah, we don't. Yeah, we're not yeah. that way. But any if someone wanted to have yeah. gotten away with it, they could have. I just, I just thought it was like very amazing like a, a good way to invite somebody into into like a different culture like true like the trust yes like here you you go get the money and come, come back. back like yeah. you don't need to leave id or anything with us and i i don't think i've i experienced that in the state like they will have to like keep your id or something yeah that, that, <laughs> to I go don't... outside to the car to get your wallet or to yeah, or to go to the ATM, which or is what go, we did. Yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have to keep something of value. Sure. Until you got back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's something that we've noticed here that's different too. Yeah. Like when you go into the bar, when we've gone into the bars locally, and maybe also in Sevilla, like nobody's asking you to pay for the whatever you order right away. Right. 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 They want you to sit, you sit down at a table, and you have to wait. And but eventually somebody comes to you, yeah. And then you order, and then 
Or even if you go up to the bar and you order, they're not like, pay me now. No. Nah. You know, they just like, at some, before you leave, they trust you to come tell them. Right, right. That you're you about pay. to leave. Right. Nobody right. is like um, washing you to make sure you're going to, they're not washing you to ensure that you're coming back to pay, right? Yeah. So it's just like, all right, just trust you to like come up and pay whenever you're done. So right. there's no pressure. Right. So which is uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> What's been some of your favorite things about where we're living now? Um, just the people. Like the people's been really good, like uh, friendly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I got like I like the free pastry I got the the time. It's <laughs> probably one of my favorite moments. Uh huh. like I was trying to buy some pastry from the bakery, and my um, my card didn't work. My um my American visa didn't work. Not a not, yeah. Yeah, my Visa card didn't work. The, the credit card. The, yeah. yeah. So the lady, she she tried it a few times, and then I was like, I spoke uh my Spanish. I was like, um, es la tajita es uh Estados Unidos, you know. Spoke a little bit of Spanish, mm. <laughs> and, and then she was like, sí, sí. she was like, no problem, no problem. Está bien, está bien. Mm-hmm. And then I started to like fish in my um purse. To get more change out, and I had enough money to give her, but she she was just like, "Nah, it's okay. Like it's okay. You you take it. You take it." Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. She was like, "So like that bakery definitely is my favorite bakery right we, now." We've stopped there like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> and the soccer, being like the soccer, the kids at the soccer field probably mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite too. Mm-hmm. Just it's, I I feel like. I'm part of the team, so like every time they see me out on the street, like my team, my team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm actually like playing with the with the senior team, which is like I'm practicing with them, not playing with them, but mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So like it's it's a it's a few things that I like about um, the village. Yeah, and like just the how walkable it is. Like you just walk everywhere. It takes fifteen minutes to walk from one yeah. side of the village to the other, which we love. Yes, we absolutely. love. We love that sunny weather all the time. Dry. It's not humid like in in Georgia, which has been refreshing yeah. for me. Cost of living is low, low, low. Very, we'll very we'll low. we'll probably do another. I definitely will. Maybe Mo will join me. For an episode where we talk about how different the prices are yes. here. Yeah. It's so refreshing. Um, yeah, people are great. Sunny weather, walkability. Yeah. 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 It's simple. So food is good in Sevilla. Food is good in Sevilla. <laughs> it's hard to... <laughs> eating out is not a thing where we are. Yeah, no, everybody just eat at home here, apparently. We have like... One one or two good restaurants. I know the other restaurant on the other side is pretty. It's probably good, but it's mm-hmm. on the higher end side. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. yeah, yeah the yeah. seafood place. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, uh, the pastry at um, Alma, which is the second restaurant where everybody says the best restaurant. Yeah. You know, everybody that know that's from the village they like or that. has been in the village is like, that's the best restaurant in town. Mm-hmm. But um, we don't think so. <laughs> No, we really don't. But we do like their desserts. Yeah, the desserts are really great. But like Sevilla has been really good food wise. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's just like a small 
town, a small village thing. Like, yeah, and probably just much more traditionally Spanish. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. breakfast. Breakfast. I'll, <laughs> we'll say this as we are closing here. Yeah. Breakfast in Spain. Yes. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> if you want eggs. Don't don't be uh, don't be expecting eggs in Spain. Not for breakfast. Not not traditional. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if you're in places like Sevilla, you could get like American breakfast in certain places. For, in certain yes. places. Yes. But like the original like Spanish breakfast is like a piece of bread <laughs> with some olive oil and tomato sauce <laughs> and tomato sauce. And, and 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 ham. Right? And ham. Yeah. Or it's ham with everything like. <laughs> cure ham or uh, bologna or something yeah the, the pork is a big thing yeah here. pork is huge which is most famous yeah I, I lucked out on that one <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> not, not really i don't eat pork <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes anyway overall we are adjusting and the theme of this episode babe is autonomy and so i was yes. saying how being here really has empowered us Absolutely. to live from a more autonomous place Absolutely. I, I would definitely agree with that. Like, I feel like being here just, you have, you have control of your own day. Like, it's not like you can like make a schedule or not and yep. you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like, like, oh, I have to make a schedule and stick to it. Like you could do that. That'll be okay. And also if you don't do that, it won't be the end of the world. That's right. You'll be okay. <laughs> That's right. It's not something outside of you demanding. Exactly. Like it. Like pretty much. Yes, it's mm-hmm. yourself. Like if you want to do a schedule, you do a schedule. If you don't, you're gonna be okay. Sure. Like yeah. So. And I think that's what happens when. Um, Work isn't the most important thing in the at the center of everything. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for being with us, and we hope you enjoy. Yes, yes. Thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our story. We'd love to have hear your comments on this episode right here on the Substack, um, or send us an email. But we'd rather you come to Substack because Substack is super cool and fun. Yes, yes. And comment. We want Mo back. If you want me back. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see that. I'm sure you will because, you know, why would I hang out with him if I didn't love him as much as... Look at I mean, listen to him. But anyway, if you want to check it out, it's rethinkinghumanity.us. That's where the Substack is. You can comment. We will respond. And if I see five we want Mo's Mobacks, (laughs) we'll definitely have him back. All right, people. All right. All right. Let's make it happen. Let's, Let's make get it. Mo back. Let's get Mo back. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Rethinking Humanity podcast. Bye. Bye. Thank you.